This is the Faith Center Audio Experience, spreading the Word of God around the world. Because with the sword of the Spirit and the anointing of God, you can go forward. Matthew 5, verses 13 and 14. When you have it, please say amen. Amen. Father, thank you, Jesus. And I'm actually going to be reading from the New Living Translation. So it will, it will definitely read different from yours. Amen. The word of God says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it loses its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. And we'll go down to verse number 14. And the verse begins to tra uh, transition. It says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hide. Verse number 15, no one lights a lamp, then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see that everyone will praise your heavenly father. The word of God is already blessed. Everybody can have their seats. So... I was looking up the word and I, I honestly didn't know what God wanted me to say. And um, I was looking up the elements that were being talked about in the word, which is uh, salt and light, right? So I said, well, Jesus, why did you use, you went from the Beatitudes and then we get to salt and light. Like I said, we serve a God that everything has purpose. When you look at your body, every part of your body has a purpose. If you didn't have a big toe, you wouldn't be able to stand and have balance. If you didn't have eyes, you wouldn't be able to see, right? So everything has a purpose. So when looking up the elements of salt and light, I begin to see the significance of why he told, chose these two elements as an example for us to look at. And salt is a preservant. So when they didn't have refrigerators, um, they would put the meat on the salt. And the salt would keep it from rotting up. So then how does that relate to the text? Let's see. You are the salt of the earth. What does the word of God say about the world? The word of God tells us that because sin has entered into the world that we are bound to death. But then in John 3 and 16, it tells us that because Jesus Christ came and died for our sins, that now we have life, right? And it also says that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So what is God calling you to do? When he is asking you to be salt, 
He is asking you to be the preservant of a dying and rotting world. Amen? Amen. That does not necessarily mean you have to be up here in the pulpit. It does not mean you have to be in the forefront. Like I said, my acknowledgments to those behind the scenes was um, aligns with the word. Deacon Rose Cannon coming to clean the church. She is being the salt and light just by keeping the house of God clean. For when the saints come in to praise and worship, we're not stepping over papers or anything like that. So everything you do for Christ, everything you do for Christ, when you do it in him, when you do it through him, God is using you as salt to preserve the world. There's a concept called the butterfly effect. Has anybody ever heard of the butterfly effect? Amen. So what happens is the butterfly effect says that me moving my arms like this can cause a tsunami across the world. And it's basically the concept that what we do has a chain effect. So I want to encourage you that you are not small and that the things you're not, the things that you're doing for Christ are not being unseen. That you are doing something as simple as coming to church and clapping your hands, but it's going into your tomorrow and it's going into your tomorrow and it's gonna cause healing and it's gonna cause breakthrough. The butterfly effect. Salt. Salt in the world. When somebody sees your light, it witnessed to them. Just like I was telling Apostle Knox, I would see her and she would be the pastor and she would be preaching and I'd be sitting up here complaining. I'm like, I remember Apostle Knox, she used to drive to church, man, teach Sunday school, get on the organ, play the two songs. I'm going to stand in the storm and I won't be long. <laughs> Three songs. Amen. And then get up and preach the word of God and slay demons and deliver. You know, amen. 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 And those things, when you do those things, there's people watching. You know, last time I spoke, I talked about all the gifts that we have and how we are commissioned to use our gifts, not just in here. You can't keep your gifts to yourself. I talked to the men and I told you just because God ordained you to be a man, you have so much power that you can go to your neighborhood and you can change your neighborhood around just by being present to the issues of your neighborhood. I talked to the women that us as older women, we have wisdom and experience and things that we can talk to the young ladies about that we can share with them and help them to not go through the things that we went through. Amen. So the things that we do, the way we carry ourselves, the things that we say, we have to be mindful of our words. And Apostle Knox has been talking about that, making declarations, not having idle words. And the word of God tells us that we will be held accountable for every idle word that we say. I don't know about you, but I want to keep that to a minimum. I already got a little, I already got a little bored up there with some up there. But I thank God for grace. But we are accountable, and we must be in accountability and take on the mantle that we are the salt, that we are there to preserve people that are dying, that are hopeless. There are people out there that feel like their situation is too strong. It's the same situation that you've been through. It's the same situation that God allowed you to get through. The word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So I want to encourage you what you're going through. If you're in a valley right now, if you came out of the valley to reach back to your brother and your sister 
and to encourage them to share your testimony. Amen? And that's how we're salt. That's how we preserve people from dying from hopelessness. Amen? Amen. I'm going to use my mom real quick. I didn't get copyright position, uh, permission for this. <laughs> but I tell her testimony, and it's not to put her business out there, but she is truly light. And I don't just say that because it's my mom. I remember a man of God came and he said, if you have had public shame, you will have public blessing. Amen? And I believe that and I speak that over anybody. If you have had public shame, God will bless you publicly also if you just keep on trusting him. Amen? And with my mom, my mom, you know, she went through a rough period. Mom, is this okay? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I would have censored it a little bit. My mom, you know, um, she went through a time and period of struggling with, um, I'll say, a thorn in the flesh, addiction, right? And there was times we live in New Haven. New Haven, I call it just a, a big town. And everybody knew it, and they saw her. My mom's 6'3", she's very beautiful. She lights up the room when she comes in. So even during her addiction, people would see that. They would see what she was going through. And they would see what, um, what she was struggling with. So don't be ashamed if your scars are public. When God heals you, you make sure you show, show those same scars. And let the world know of what type of God you serve. He says, with man it's impossible, but with me it's possible. Amen? Amen. And so my mom, she was addicted um, to substances, and people saw that. But when she got saved, come on here. My God. My God. When my mother got saved, she didn't even have to say anything. People saw the light. They situations, tragedies. It's a song that says tragedies are commonplace. Some of us have experienced death. Some of us have experienced losses. And you don't know how you're going to get through it. And I'm here to tell you that there is nothing that can bring you through it but God. Some of us are in a situation where it's a but God situation. But God brought me out. But God was the only one that can heal my body. But God was the only one that can mend my heart. My God, my God, my God, and even with the call to be Saul, the word of God says that there's no good thing that dwells in this flesh, and I don't say that to have anybody feel bad about themselves, but we need to realize that it was nothing but love and grace that saved us. because I felt God on a daily basis. A daily basis I have to repent and I have to ask God for forgiveness for my attitude and my words and things that I've done in my heart. I felt God daily but he still loves me. So I am so glad that my salvation is not predicated built or based on my actions. It's not based on my ability. Amen? Amen. So I want to encourage you that if you're in an impossible situation, right, 
And the word of God is calling you to be righteous, calling you to be saw, calling you to be light. Light represents life and righteousness. God is calling you to do these things, but you're saying, but God, I, I struggle. I, I struggle with things, right? Me, I, I struggle with um, hopelessness at times. I, I often find myself being like Gideon, like I need you to do a couple things, God, because this, this is impossible. And we talk about Gideon, not, I've been preaching about him for, you know, the last couple times I've been speaking because it's really been in my heart. We talk about Gideon, we said, oh, Gideon was, uh, he ain't have no faith. Some of us can't even go witness to somebody, let alone defeat an enemy that has been oppressing our nation. Gideon was a great man of faith. He stood up to the impossible, and that's what I'm telling you. God is calling you to the impossible. He's calling you to do the impossible. He's calling you to break ground that you have never been on. He's calling you to things that you look to the left and the right and it looks like failure. But I'm here to tell you that you have a God that can make you do the impossible. He said to Abraham, is there anything too impossible for me? Is there anything too impossible for me? There is nothing too impossible for God. So how does this relate back to the text? When God is calling you to be the preserving in the world that goes against everything that you stand for, I am telling you not to depend on yourself. Amen. Oh, dear kings and queens of God, children of the Most High, I am telling you to have faith and to pick up your cross and to walk. Pick up your cross and walk because God is calling you higher. Don't get comfortable where you are. Don't get comfortable there. Jesus said that there are greater works. I go and I prepare a place for you, but I'm going to leave you a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And he has called us to do greater works. And I believe that the fire is on me today to tell you this message because we are living in the last and evil days. Children are killing themselves at the age of 10 years old. Parents are turning against their children. What did the word of God said that they will be men and they will be lovers of themselves? Bishop preached a message and he says to be righteous even when it's not popular. I am calling you to be salt and light in this dark world. You are the only God that someone may see. Amen. the only God children when you go to school my middle schoolers my high schoolers even you are called to be salt and light you're never too young to start serving God Samuel I think was at the age of 12 King David was the age of 12 when he uh, defeated Goliath you are not too young to start serving God and saying yes to the call the question is will you say yes Will you say yes? And when you say yes to God, sometimes you don't have no choice because God will pitch you in situations where you are forced to be salt and light. Amen? Amen. Amen. Salt and light. Salt and light. Like I said, I looked up the elements, so that's salt. It's a preservant. Um, the word God talks about if we lose our flavor, what is our flavor? Our flavor is God. The good thing is that 
you can't lose God unless you want to. He said that he'll leave the 99 sheep behind just to chase after the one. That's how much you mean to God. That he'll leave everybody else behind. They're good. I'm coming after you. So if you find yourself in life losing everything and people are leaving by your side and possessions are gone. I've been there. I'm only telling you what I know. It was during that time that I found God like never before. When my car was gone relationships fell apart and I felt like I was all alone it was God calling me to give him a hundred percent amen there's nothing wrong with being at your lowest I just prayed the prayer God make me zero so you can be a hundred and that's based off of 2nd Corinthians 12 where he says that my strength my my grace is sufficient my strength is made perfect in your weakness. If we really dissect that scripture, God is saying when you are broken, my God, come on here. When you're broken, when you don't have nothing, when everything in your life is falling apart, when man looks at you and they don't see no hope, when man looks at you and they don't see no light, that's when I can come in. That's when I can come in at 100. That's when I'll use you to do the greater works. That's when I'll use you to do the impossible. That's when I will use you to be the salt and the light. Amen. Amen. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in your brokenness. Rejoice over the losses. I know it sounds crazy. It's contrary to what we've been taught. But I am here to tell you that if you lost something, God will give you something greater. He has something greater waiting for you. If you're losing everything, rejoice. That means that God has a great purpose for you. How do I know? Come on, Abraham. Come from among your people and go to a land. God, where am I going? I, I'm not going to tell you, but just follow me off of faith. Come on here, David. You're, everybody's your mentor is going to turn against you. The throne, the throne that I have promised you, you're going to wait years and years for it. You're going to be on the run like a fugitive. But God is not slack concerning his promise, my God. And he is not a man that he shall lie. Neither is he the son of man that he has to repent. If he sends it out to do it, it's going to come to pass. Salt and light. Salt and light. So at your broken point, just like with salt, if you see the Himalayan salt, a lot of times it comes in this form of a big crystal. But what makes it the salt that goes on our food that can spread around is that it has to be crushed. And sometimes we don't think that God will do that to us. But the crushing, the process, the process of crushing, I'm here to tell you to be encouraged. You will come out, and when you come out, just like those olive oils that have to be crushed, they can't get the oil unless they're crushed. You cannot just smash them up. They have to be crushed down until they are liquid. And I am saying to you that sometimes, not sometimes, that is the process. If you want greatness, if you want great purpose, you have to endure the process. But I'm here to tell you that you have a God, just like he's calling you to be salt, God doesn't call us to be anything he's not he said be holy for I am holy 
just like he is causing you to be salt, just like that salt, God is that preservant for you. That in the impossible situations where things should have broke you down and you should have lost your mind, when people walked away from you, even with some of our circumstances in life, some of us have inherited things that we did not ask for. Abandonment from parents, living situations, neighborhoods, I live in a neighborhood where kids got to sell drugs at 14 because their mama is strung out on drugs. And then they're caught up in a circle, in a cycle, where they're selling drugs, going to jail, selling drugs, going to jail, and they're in this vicious cycle. But I'm here to tell you that God is a cycle breaker. He's the salt. He's the salt. And when we surrender ourselves to him, when we come down to zero, again, his strength is able to be perfected. Yes. It's able to be perfected. Light. There's this process called, this is a nerd in me, photosynthesis. Photo means light. And synthesis means to make and put together. And what happens with plants is that they're planted, right? They don't have mouths or anything like that. So how do they get fed and how do they get nurtured? What happens is the plant has these things called chlorophylls. And what they do is they take in light and they turn that into food. So light is life. And I'm here to tell you, the word of God says in Psalms 1 that we are like plants, trees planted by the river. And we need the light, which is Christ, to come into our lives and to, just like, just like with the plants where they have the light and the light transforms into energy. Just like that, we need Christ. We need the Holy Spirit in order to do this thing. Trust me, God is not sending you out without giving you the tools and without equipping you. Light. Just like those plants. You don't have to do anything but surrender to him. You don't have to do anything but be planted by that river. You don't have to do anything but read his word. You don't have to do anything but just believe and give God your life and he will do the rest. He will do the rest. He will be just like, just like that light is for those plants. God will do the same thing for you. The plants don't go out to gather. The lilies in the fields, they don't go out to gather. God just takes care of them. And I'm here to tell you that God will take care of you. Do not be worried about the things of tomorrow. For he will supply. God will supply. He has already made provision for you to succeed. Ask me how. I love it. Y'all still love. Amen. <laughs> God has made provision for us to succeed through Jesus. It's just that simple. Nothing else but through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been redeemed. How does that turn into, how does that relate to the scripture that we're talking about? The scripture says, and my phone has kind of died, it says that we are light and that we're on a hill. And that, you know, it does not, nobody lights a lamp and puts it underneath the bed, right? So God is calling you to be the city on the hill. Yeah. 
what happens when you have a room full of darkness and light comes in? Darkness has to flee. Yeah. And that's when I'm telling you, you don't have to do anything. You just got to trust God. Go where he said to go. And when you come in the room, because you're carrying that light, darkness has to flee. Even in your home, darkness has to flee. Sickness. Sickness has to flee. Fear, fear has to flee. You know why? Because you hold the light. So I am encouraging you not to just be the light out in the world, but to be the light in your own situation, in your home, at your job. And even with the things that we're struggling with, it's time out for us to, um, for us to be carrying things that God is not telling us to carry. The word doesn't say pick up fear and carry it. It doesn't say pick up anxiety and carry it. What the word says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. What does it say about anxiety? Don't be anxious for anything. What does it say? With thanksgiving and prayer, make your supplication known before God. So it's time out for us to be living in fear, living in anxiety. It's time for you to step in that place, that area, that zone of impossible. God is calling you to be salt and light in this dark world. In this dark world where people are killing their families. In this dark world where kids are committing suicide. In this dark world where people don't have any moral compass. In this dark world where we have massive school shootings. Don't wait for it to come to your door before you start praying. Amen. 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 God is calling you to the impossible. He's calling you to be salt, to be the preservant. He's calling you to be the light on the hill for you to expel darkness. He's calling you to be the life giver to somebody that doesn't have any hope. And I can testify that God will put you in places at the right time, at the right place. But you have to surrender to him. So then we go into how do you become the salt and the light? It's very simple. All you have to do is surrender your life to God. He's not asking you to be like me. He's not asking you to be like anybody else if you are not saved today. God is calling you to be you and to put your life into his hand and watch what he does. That's how you become salt and light. And to the saints... It does not stop when we say the prayer of salvation. Surrendering is a daily thing. It said, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's the least we can do. The least we can do. It's time for us to stop living in fear. It's time for us as saints to walk in the authority which God has given us. Amen. We look at superheroes, we look at Superman, and we look at Batman, and oh my goodness, they're so great. And we look at people when they're playing sports. You know, I'm a big sports fanatic, and I look at LeBron James, he just fascinates me. And we look at them and we're like, oh wow, they're so amazing. They have this great ability to play sports. Or even when we look at the uh, DC Marvel, we look at these people and we're like, oh my God, they're, oh wow, that's so great. You're greater. You know why? Because you have the power of God living within you. It's time for us to wake up, saints. It's time for us to wake up. 
the call. God said he would do exceedingly abundantly above all we can think of acts. And I have learned in this season, I have eaten this word for myself. And I have learned in this season, if I trust God, he'll take me to places that I never dreamt of. He'll take me to, he'll, he'll have me doing the greater works and I didn't have to work for it. I just had to trust him. So to the people of God, I am calling you. I am making you aware that you have the superpower of God and he is unstoppable. The word of God says that he has no equal and if he does not have an equal, he doesn't have a rival. And I'm here to tell you that that same power that raised Jesus up from the grave lives within you. But what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? And I'm not here to yell at you. I'm here to rally up the warriors and tell you to stand up and to fight. Fight behind the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. Fight and preach this gospel because there are people that are dying. And when we leave this earth, there is no more grace. There are two places you're going. And I always say this, and I hope I don't sound like a hell and brimstone preacher, but I'm just here to tell you the truth. And for you to know the seriousness of the call that's on your life, the great commission to go to the highways and hedges and propel them to come. That after this, there is heaven or hell. There is no more grace. As long as you're living, there's grace. You can get it right today. But if you don't have God in your life today and you leave this earth, there are two options for you. It's very simple. Heaven or hell. That's it. And it's not to make anybody feel bad or to condemn people. Just like Jesus, I don't come to condemn the world. But I come to let you know the truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. I am praying today that with this message and with this word, that God will take you to another level. That you will believe that you can fly and that you can do the impossible. If you are in this house and you heard this message and you know that there is a tug in you to do more. If you are in this house and you have heard this message, save or unsaved, and you want to leap out into higher things, but you're scared but you're not comfortable. I don't, I don't know how to talk to people. I can't, I can't be telling people about God. You know, I don't, I don't know how to talk, you know? I don't like people like that anyway, you know? If you have those excuses or those things, they're not even just excuses, they're chains holding you back from being greater. If you know that you have purpose for your life and that God is calling you to be salt and light, I want you to come up to the altar.